interview. Today we want to talk um, about uh, Poland and Syria with our guest Nadir. Nadir is uh, my neighbor and uh, the, the interview will be uh, will be talked with by Joanna Popiel, Magdalena Basaj and Julia Pietrzak who are the students of uh, at the University of Warsaw and um, we are from group number six. Okay, and our guest is Nadir from Syria, uh, who lives <coughs> here uh, since nine years. Yes, okay. hello everyone. Okay. <laughs> and what is your work here? Uh, I'm treasury manager. I work for Citibank Europe. Um, now it's like for around three years at Citibank. Mm-hmm. And uh, may I ask you how old are you? I am 35. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know if... Okay, and if I can ask you, what was your work before you came to Poland? Uh, I was a teacher, uh, I was a teacher of English, an English teacher. Ah, English teacher. Okay, and mm-hmm. where did you study? I studied in Syria. Ah, in Syria. Damascus, so why yeah, Damascus you... University? Ah, okay. So the capital. Mm-hmm. And why did you uh, come to Poland? Yeah. So uh, that's basically, um, I left home eleven years ago, uh, mm-hmm. directly after graduation. Um, when I finished my master uh, in the English philology, I left Syria directly to Ukraine, uh, mm-hmm. where uh, to Lvov, which is on the borders with Poland. Mm-hmm. And I worked there as an English teacher for two years, and uh, then moved to uh, to Poland. So yeah, so that is uh, basically a bit of background on my my job before coming to Poland. Uh, also, the first year for me in Poland, I was also teaching English in a school called Language Consulting and uh, some part of tutoring, just like, some part of like private classes. And then after one year, I joined the Accenture um, team uh, for um, five years. I worked for five years at Accenture. And then I changed a job and moved to city, where I stayed for three years. And uh, yeah, still at city. <laughs> okay, so uh, you left uh, Syria to Ukraine, and after that trip, what was your first impression of Poland when you when you came? First day here. Time. Anything um, surprising? Yeah, it's um, it's actually it was something different. Everything was new, and when I came to Poland, I came in the summertime during the Euro twenty twelve. Uh, that was like the football um, league, uh, which championships. Yeah, so which was hosted by Poland and Ukraine. 
So everything was very busy, a lot of people everywhere. Uh, city was full of life, <laughs> uh, 24 <laughs> hours. So, um, yeah, so I was really like, everything was positive. And I was thinking, oh, that's, that's a very active place. <laughs> uh, people are full of life, a lot of events and, uh, all the time. Every time you go out, you find a lot of people, uh, which was positive, I would say. And you still think like that or something has changed? And it changed a bit due to <laughs> the current situation, that the, the pandemic that we are living, of course, uh, is mm -hmm. making everyone staying at home. But in general, uh, the city is always like hosting a lot of events, a lot of activities. And I do really like this place. It's like very nice, uh, friendly people. Um, I would say 99% of people I met or I know, they are friendly, um, oh. never felt like a stranger. Uh, of course, you know, every community has some people who like uh, foreigners and don't like, but in, in here, uh, like the great, the great part of people, I really uh, like them. I enjoy working with them every day. I work with colleagues from all across Europe. And our operations team is located in um, uh, a city here in Poland, in Olsztyn. And yeah, so they are also very nice and very friendly people. And except from, uh, except from the people, what, uh, what do you find as uh, advantages of living in Poland? Yeah, um, I'd say Poland is full of opportunities. Uh, like if you are talking about economy, uh, this place is growing very fast. Um, some people may criticize um, the current regulations or the current uh, government, but trust me, this is this criticism in every country and in every government. There are some people like, some people don't like. Uh, but I'm very satisfied about the, the pace or the speed that Poland is moving. Um, even um, in 2014, I read in Business Insider, I still remember this, and Poland was number two in Europe in terms of development. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't mean like uh, this is the second developed country in Europe. No, but the speed of development from one till two, for example, or from one till three is was was the fastest in Poland. It was number two mm -hmm. after Germany. Uh, once you look at the economy of Germany and the diversity in that country and compare it to Poland, you would feel really very proud of this country on how it developed, how it changed, how it is accustomed to the uh, different regulations, different rules in a very fast uh, speed. So this is really, so what I mean here in a few words, um, this is a great place for um, young people to find opportunities to develop themselves and uh, to start a good life. Yeah, that's great to hear that. But when it comes to disadvantages, they must be some. What do you can point out? Yeah, this is something that I really, uh, even in one of the cultural events we are hosting at work, um, I mentioned this. Um, the um, administration system is a little bit complicated. Um, for example, if I go to the foreigner's office, 
to get some document or to issue a new residence card or something mm -hmm. like this. Um, people don't speak English. No, for me, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, for me, it's okay now because like after nine years, I can communicate. Not very good, uh, probably. You are no knows. <laughs> so not not you're not <laughs> no, you're not, not the best. Well. <laughs> but I can survive now. But imagine if someone is coming to this country and going to the foreigner's office, which is the first place where you need to go uh, as a foreigner, and you don't find anyone who speaks English. You need to speak Polish with them. Mm -hmm. uh, with all respect, of course, we do respect the local regulation as a foreigner. I understand that if you live in Poland, then you need to speak Polish. I understand this. Uh, but if I'm coming for studying, for example, or if I'm coming for investment for a few months and leaving, should I speak Polish? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so there should be more support in terms of administration. Also, the process is not straightforward. So you submit an application and you don't know when is the when you will get a decision or when you will get an answer so it's it's also a bit of disadvantage i would say and uh, foreigners feel a little bit um, stressed at this time okay so i think now we can uh, start the second part so that's that's uh, these are questions about your uh, your motherland uh, our first uh, subject is about language. As far as I know, the um, official language in Syria uh, is Arabic language. And is it the language you, you were speaking at home? Yes. Yeah. In Syria, we speak the Arabic language. Uh, of course, there are different dialects within the country. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Arabic, you can speak also with people from other Arabic uh, countries or it's, you know, Syrian dialect and that's all. Uh, yeah, we can speak across all the Arabic countries uh, the same language. There are some difficulties um, in, to understand the Arabic dialect um, from the African Arabic countries. Uh, I mean, like Tunisia, mm -hmm. um, Algeria, uh, Morocco. Uh, Libya. Uh, mm -hmm. This part, they have their own dialect, which is mixed with Arabic, and they are still under the effect of the French uh, language as well. So they speak French as a first language, and then they learn the formal Arabic, which is difficult, and they have their own dialect. So uh, it really takes a lot of effort to understand uh, their Arabic. I'm very interested in reading about um, ecology, about um, uh, politics um, uh, about history why only religion <laughs> it's it's like this mm -hmm. is a, a very here i am criticizing myself i'm criticizing um, my nation as arabic nation on why we don't develop we have the resources we are many countries we have the very rich um, land <laughs> uh, very rich governments we only need to do some uh, like communication between each other and promote ourselves. For my generation, uh, I mean, my grandfather and my grandmother were speaking French because Syria was a French colony and we got the independence in 1946. So uh, before that time, uh, people were only like learning in French. 
uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I like to be like, if, if we are a country, then we are independent and then we have our own language. But still, it's good to to learn uh, French in a cultural way, not in a political way. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you learn some French from your grandparents, like uh, simple no, words no, or something? Unfortunately. Uh, because at that time, yeah, in okay. French, when I was in the elementary school, it wasn't um, very much welcomed. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, you know, an independent country, young country in terms of politics, uh, they were only trying to get rid of every French uh, roots. <laughs> uh, what about difficulties in Poland? You told us that your Polish is not very good, I think, <laughs> the other, but otherwise, but uh, what is the most difficult for you? It's a grammar or uh, very difficult pronunciation? Um, both, uh, I would say, then... In English, it's called uh, cases. Uh, in Polish, I think it's wow. konsówka. Uh, mm -hmm. Those, the end of words. This is very difficult. Uh, so, ja mieszkam, te mieszkasz. This is very difficult for me to get adopted to. And I believe I will always make mistakes. Always. Even like, life is too short to learn Polish. <laughs> And also some... Um, Uh, pronunciation, pronunciation. It's not very difficult for me because it needs a very strong uh, tongue mm -hmm. or a very strong uh, root. And Arabic is a very tough language. I mean, like um, it's not so much language of romance. Like, like it's so easy to pronounce. Like for example, comparing to French, no, it's very difficult language. If your mother tongue is Arabic, then it's not very difficult for you to pronounce the Polish. And where 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 have you been uh, learning Polish? Only by yourself or some courses? Yes, yes, no, no only by myself. Wow. And yeah, and uh, we were having um, in my former job at Accenture, uh, we were having Polish for foreigners classes. Uh, it was like once a week, one hour. Um, yeah, and it wasn't very much. Um, The course was very good, but the problem was on, on ourselves <laughs> because, you know, if you need to go to the course for one hour, then you need to work longer. And uh, yeah, and I have a dog, uh, Joanna knows I have two. <laughs> so, so, yeah, yeah. wonderful dogs. Boris and Bobbel, exactly. <laughs> uh, what would you say us about famous people from Syria? Uh, is there any person that you think is the more most famous uh, Syrian that everybody around the world knows? For example, there is one one poet uh, called Nizar Kapani, very famous in all the Middle East, not only in Syria. Mm -hmm. um, um, he wrote a lot of um, poems, a lot of political books. Um, Uh, he lived a great part of his life in the UK, but and his writings were in English, but originally they were in Arabic, then translated into English for the local people only. Just from the Middle East, they are very famous because they were singing his poems. Mm -hmm. uh, so very, very meaningful words, really. Um, another one uh, also, um, uh, Malik Jandali. Uh, this is a, a global musician. Uh, he has his own band. He almost traveled all the world. <laughs> We are curious if you have any favorite dish in Syria. 
or something typical there to it? In my city, I'm. Uh, let me start from my city because each region has its own favorite or its own famous uh, dish. Um, but uh, in my city, we have something called shish barak. Mm -hmm. This is uh, similar to your birogi, the similar, the, the same idea. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not uh, here. The birogi is served only birogi with some uh, sauce uh, with it, or um, yeah. But there, no, it's. After we prepare this pierogi, we prepare uh, uh, yellow sauce uh, with the rice together, and they are mixed and prepared in one one plate. And inside there is different ingredients. So we put um, onions, meat, and um, uh, different kind of vegetables. And each vegetable it refers to something. Uh, for example, the Shejizitsa, um, uh, mm -hmm. you know this, uh, if I'm pronouncing it correct. Yeah. Uh, this refers to the person who is very talkative. So when we are eating, it's it's like it's just a kind of fun. So mm -hmm. when we are eating, if someone say, oh, I have Shejizitsa. So everyone is laughing. Oh, this person is very much talkative. So so there is different ingredient in each piece. And then uh, it depends on the luck. <laughs> <laughs> It, no, only the house lady knows uh, which yeah. which and can give to some persons. <laughs> yeah, it's, they are mixed with when you are cooking, so they are mixed together. So it, it depends on your luck. When you are eating, you don't know what will what will happen. <laughs> of course, this this. <laughs> but by the way, do you have any other superstitions like that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there there are lots of things um, about, for example, the, the coffee. If the coffee is thrown on the floor, this is a good sign. If it's split on the floor? Yes, yeah. So mm -hmm. the, not the powder one, the, um, the normal coffee when you are drinking. So the Arabic coffee, you Anna knows it. So when it throws, yeah, yeah when yes, it throws yes. on the floor. Not yeah. wrong, yeah. but good. Good one. So with the um, with carcamon. Oh yeah, Carcadon, that's nice. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can tell us uh, what is like culture of eating. If you prefer to eat at home with whole family, or maybe rather in restaurants. Maybe it, it depends. No, in general, the Arabic community is more family oriented. This is very quite similar to Poland. So here, uh, also in Poland, the community. I, I wouldn't say all, I, I don't like to generalize always, <laughs> but the community is focused mm -hmm. on family and Arabic uh, fa traditions as the same. So all family eats together, uh, wait for each other to eat on the same. And uh, what about Polish uh, cuisine? Uh, do you like it? And, uh, yes, uh, indeed. I like it dish? so much. It's um, the traditional one is kind of... Um, fat one and it's quite similar to to, to also to the mm -hmm. general arabic food um my and my favorite um uh, i would say kotlet um, miloni is very good uh, oh. yeah i like it so much mm -hmm. and what will you say as because uh i know that uh, in syria you of course celebrate ramadan uh, also as far as i know there is um 
Eid al-Dha. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, how you celebrate it in Syria and how you celebrate it in um, Poland? Is, there are maybe some differences? Um, yeah, so basically uh, in Syria this is a four days public holiday, Eid al-Adha. And um, uh, mm -hmm. this is um, something that around 90% of the country celebrate. Uh, so there's something in, in common for um, Muslims, for Jews, uh, Christians, not much, but because they are part of the community, so they celebrate it. Um, yeah, so we simply um, like Easter here in Poland. So uh, we visited, the families visited each other. They have lunch at place. Uh, we visit the neighbors as well. Um, uh, there is always a sweet on the table. <laughs> So there's a, a separate table for the sweets. Every house you go to or every flat you go to, you will find this table. Mm -hmm. And do you do you celebrate it in in Poland um, too, or only? Yeah, unfortunately, no. Uh, it's um, yeah because uh, as I told you, this is not a kind of Christian holiday, so it's it's not recognized in Poland. And with the time, you know, now for me this is um, year number eleven in a row. Uh, non-stop outside of home so um, mm -hmm. even sometimes I started to forget that today is Eid al-Adha <laughs> so yeah yeah mm. if some if no one writes to me for example or no one calls me then I really don't don't remember it it's, and this this change it, it doesn't have a specific day uh, for example Christmas is 24th of December always it's like this Eid al-Adha no every year it's 10 days earlier yeah, mm -hmm. uh, because it has different calendar. It's not the um, uh, Georgian calendar, but the other kind of calendar. And could you tell us if in Syria you have any, we call it taboo subjects, uh, things that you should not talk about? Mm. I would say that uh, all the community uh, in Syria is a little bit conservative about um, a relationship before marriage. Uh, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. that yes, <laughs> yeah. So, this is a little bit um, offensive to talk about this. So, people avoid it. Even if something or any relationship happened without marriage, people avoid this topic because it's not polite to discuss it. Yep. Okay, and uh, if I can ask you, because you said you came to Poland uh, in about 2012, mm -hmm. something yes. like that. Uh, that's uh, that's the time when the domestic war started. Was it uh, the reason why you uh, emigrate? emigrated? Um, not really, not the 100% reason, because um, when I left home after graduation, there was nothing. The country was normal, operating normally. Um, after around um, 10 months, I still remember this, of my leaving, uh, the situation started to be worse and worse and worse. Uh, but I came to Poland just because uh, I was teaching English, as you as you know, um, in Lvov. And there, all my students were always telling me about Warsaw and mm -hmm. Poland. It's like very nice, very nice people. They explained me also the history of this part. Um, that Lvov was belonging to Poland and all this stuff. 
Um, so yeah, and I noticed that um, also the economical situation in Ukraine was also not very good. Uh, so I decided to to try my luck here in in Warsaw, and I came to Warsaw. So it's basically not because of the war in itself in Syria, because I was living in peace in Ukraine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And maybe you've heard that uh, Polish people uh, moan a lot because there is also such um, stereotypes. Yes, yes, yes. People complain, complain. Uh, I heard about this and I know that, yes, it is partially. Uh, lots of people I know they complain. Um, but if you compare yourself to different countries, you wouldn't really complain. <laughs> When it comes to the family, in your country, is um, that typical model indeed. of family? Yes, uh, even it's even it is warmer. <laughs> uh, yeah, because not because of anything. It's just like because the family is bigger there. Uh, so here, the like the average number of the family in Poland is four people, including the parents. Uh, so, parents, father, mother, and two children. This is the the average number. Uh, but in Syria, no, we have bigger family. Uh, so my family consists of six people, including the parents. Uh, so yeah, I have two brothers and one sister. And this is kind of a small family <laughs> because it can be more. So um, the average size of the family is seven, eight people in, in Syria. And this makes people warmer and closer to each other. And when you want to uh, meet up with uh, friends in Syria, you do it um, in a pub or club or rather at home. You are so family. You like your family so much that everything you do is at home or maybe you yeah, go Mostly out. single people like to go out. <laughs> you know, for example, mm-hmm. two young people, they don't prefer to meet uh, with their friend and, with the, and when the parents are at home. <laughs> so, yeah, mostly young mm-hmm. people go out, families uh, stay home. And, or if they go out, Yeah, so this is mm-hmm. a very popular thing. And there is one big difference between Syria and Poland in this in this term. Um, is that in Syria, all those um, meetings are an ad hoc meetings. So I call my friend, hello, how are you? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Nothing or um, I'm free in one hour. So we meet directly in one hour. Uh, while in Poland, no, this needs a little mm-hmm. bit of organizing and agreeing on the time, for example, after two weeks at six o'clock. We don't have this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We don't have this. These meetings, 99% happens like ad hoc. Okay. And uh, maybe it's also time to ask uh, about the scholar system and education in your country. And what are the differences, if you know any, Uh, uh, between uh, mostly uh, this education? Let me uh, say it about like financially. Um, Education for for in Syria is for free. Unless you want to go to public, to sorry, to private university, uh, 
um, but we only pay for books. Uh, so this is one one uh, one one thing that we have in common. In in Poland, also the public universities are for free, and you pay for books. Um, but in terms of um, the methodology, uh, I would say uh, in Syria it's more difficult and not very much practical. Uh, so if I studied English, I can graduate and from university and I don't feel good speaking English if, because I didn't practice. All the time I was reading, 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 and that's it. Uh, no, no practice. Uh, same thing uh, for any other type of, uh, of studies. Um, for example, the engineering. Also, they have uh, troubles with this because the education mostly theory. You just need to read, read. And it's very intensive because when I compare myself, for example, when I was in the high school mm -hmm. and seeing the high school students in Poland, I, I say, oh, my God, when I was in the high school, I was returning from school and start doing the homework uh, from two o'clock till five o'clock. And then I was reading from five o'clock till seven o'clock or seven thirty. And this is the end of day, almost. Uh, but when I see here, they don't they don't do homework for three hours mm -hmm. every day or they don't study for two hours every day and they don't go to school for six hours maybe they go maybe not um, but yeah so well, the education is more intensive and more heavy on on people um of course i'm not criticizing the education here because here it's very good but it is focused more on the practice And um, maybe you can tell me how old were you when you started uh, school and uh, how old are you where you finished it? Like, maybe it, can, it differs in Poland. And what about kindergarten? Uh, is popular to send uh, uh, they stay at to home. nursery school? <laughs> Most of the time. Or they yeah. stay at in most of cases, unless, um, because I told you, like the families are big there. So there is always someone to stay with the child, the grandma, the grandpa, or um, from any, from father's side or from mother's side. So there is always, always someone. Unless you are living in a city mm -hmm. alone with your family, then you don't have any other option but to take to the kindergarten. Okay. We got to school at the age of six or seven. Yes, now we can hear um, Years old. And um, we uh, graduate from the whole school at the age of 18. So 18, we have the matura, uh, like in Poland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it's very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Uh, some people go earlier to school, like at the age of six, if they are um, children. <clears throat> of teachers or they work in the Ministry of Education. So if my father, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. if so my father that... works in the Ministry of Education, doesn't doesn't matter, not only teacher can be any other job, uh, then I can go to school one year earlier. And how is it with teachers? Is it um, socially? Yeah, earth? teaching okay. is like, uh, wow, <laughs> this is one one of the differences um, I would say between Eastern and West Western um, culture. 
the teacher is very much respected so much like wow everyone like equal to doctor i would say um and they are very well paid teachers very happy with their salaries they work five six hours every day they have three months in the summer they don't work and this is fully paid uh, you know, summer, uh, uh, sorry, spring uh, break, uh, winter break, and other, all this is paid. So they are very, very much mm-hmm. um, financially happy and socially happy. Okay, so now I want to talk to you about your favorite places, um, favorite cities in Poland. Have you been to some other places uh, other from Warsaw, as you said earlier, Olsztyn? Um, I didn't visit Olsztyn, actually. I, I just work with the colleagues uh, online. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, I see, I, I see. Visited, um, a few cities around Warsaw here, like Łódź. Um, uh, I visited Bishadi. Um, I went to Gdansk, mm-hmm. um, to the seaside for you know vacation and i would love uh, by the way i would i love to have in poland but uh, always uh, uh Anna, that's my girlfriend likes to go abroad <laughs> uh, yeah yeah oh. here, here, i don't know like and i also understand her because she likes to try different kinds of food uh, so yeah, so she wants to go abroad. Uh, <laughs> but here we have everything in in Poland. There is the mountain. There is the sea. It's cold sea, but it's it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't have desert. Yeah, there, there is, there is <laughs> one desert in Poland, which is the smallest desert in the world. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's I, one yeah. kilometer only, um, a very short one, but still <laughs> desert. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't travel a lot, but uh, I also went to um, one city, Wrocław. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you enjoyed Indeed. it, right? Yeah, very much. Yeah. yeah. And about Warsaw, what do you like about it? Uh, your favorite places, etc. Um, favorite places in Warsaw is, I would say, the parks. I like Park Polomogatowski so much. Um, I, I like the nature so much, so that's why I prefer um, spend some time uh, in the parks or next to the river um, more than going, for example, to the theater or to the cinema. Uh, yeah, but but uh, as a favorite place, uh, I would say Polomogatowski. <laughs> So I just we wanted had... to say that the time is going yeah, out. Go uh, you already uh, gave us a lot of time. So I think we all three would like to say big thank, thank you. Thank you so much. No, no problem. I just would like to say a few words at the end. Um, and and I hope that of course. this will be mentioned in, in your uh, record. And <laughs> um, yeah, just a few words that express my gratitude my big thanks of course uh, to this place to this country that really gave me peace and give me a place to work give me the possibility to buy my own flat all these things i wouldn't be able to do it in mm-hmm. my country poland allowed me to do it and 
um, I really like, I don't have more words to say how much I am thankful to this country, uh, to those people. Um, the opportunity for me, this is a, a land of opportunity. Some people may agree, some people may disagree, uh, but the opportunity will not come to you alone. You need to search for it and you will find it in Poland. I'm very like sure about this. Um, and again, thank you so much for you for taking from from your time to to listen to me. And um, I hope I managed to be a bit at least uh, helpful. Oh yeah, you are the best. Yeah, I can't imagine better. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for the kind words. You bring some hope to us about Poland, I guess. Oh yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, exactly. It's very nice to that uh, from uh, other people. Uh, exactly, after, you should be. You uh, should definitely them, be. Talking to them, I feel proud of being Poland, Polish. But for me, still, the thing you said about uh, to tolerance in in Syria, it's really something that I I would I wish we were such such people here in Poland. That's. Uh, that first of all things uh, think about being united. Mm, I wish I wish it would it would be same like in Syria really. Okay, so yeah, we we did a great job. Yeah. So thanks again. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And have a nice evening. Thank you. Thank you.